up, everybody? Welcome back to the Flick Experience. I'm the host, man Gabriel, speaking. And so today I'm going to do a spoiler review on the miniseries Moon Knight. Now, in my last episode, I talked about a pilot review of Moon Knight and give my opinion on it, and I gave it like a decent grading of it. Now, I've seen the entire show by now, even though it's been out for like two weeks or so. But for those of you that haven't seen Moon Knight, Listen then to my pilot episode review and tell me what you think. But for those of you that have seen the show, or those of you who have not seen the show, you know, this is a again a spoiler review. So I would recommend go watching the show. But if you have seen the show oh, and know the spoilers, and I think you know what I'm talk talking about, and you'll know uh, the information. So this is a spoiler review again, and and let's get into it. So in the pilot episode, we see how. Stephen Grant is Mark Spector because he has almost like a multiple personality disorder. And then by the end of episode one, he kind of has the consciousness where Mark takes over and he and he's beating up a jackal oh, for the first time. And we get to see him in the suit for this first time. And it's only for like the final three seconds of episode one. Now we go on to episode two. Grant is somehow blamed for the damage of the jackal creature, and the and the museum fires him from his job because again, Stephen, for the character Stephen Grant, it just feels like he's a total loser, and no one cares about him, and he's just having these sleeping disorders, and he doesn't know who he is. But is when he keeps hearing these like inner thoughts of his other consciousness, which is his other personality, Mark Spet. Hector. Later on, on he meets this girl Earl named Layla, who somehow appears to be Mark Spector's wife. Layla is all, also an adventurer, or archaeologist slash mercenary like person, and she tries to like convince him that he is Mark Spector. The only thing is that Stephen Grant doesn't know who Mark is, and she's and he's like mistaking her as the wrong per. Person, and it's and he doesn't want to admit it, that's his wife. Later on, on Stephen goes to an embassy and finds all these mercenary like tools, his weapons, fake passports. Or Stephen gets to know who the real identity is, and it's eventually Mark Spector. Mark talks to him in his consciousness, and then meanwhile, Ethan Hawke's character. Arthur Harrow was once an avatar for the Moon Knight god Khonshu, who, who's the god uh, that wants to find the people and become his avatar to stop injustice. Harrow takes Stephen Grant to his high idol, tells him that he wants the Scarab to resurrect Ahmed, another Egyptian god that wants to terrorize the entire higher world. So as soon as, soon as Layla finds Stephen again, and Stephen was able to transform into not Moon Knight, but Mr. Knight himself. And there's kind of a bit of a funny sequence where he tries to fight one of the jackals in his Mr. Knight suit, but then that fails. And then somehow, uh, later on, Mark Spector finally tells Stephen to take control of his full body, and we see him become Moon Knight the superhero. You know? Oh, he beats up the jackal, and we get this cool, old, like, running sequence up at the night buildings. And I really love the shot where Moon Knight jumps through the moon, and we see, like, the moonlight itself right there and with a shot of him in his cape that that's got to be like a cool shot uh, right there you know so episode one into uh, gives like a good boost to the first two episodes by the end of episode two who uh, mark takes control all over steven and they head out to cairo egypt now once they get into cairo 
Pyroegia, Spectre and Grant both experience blackouts at the same time because they keep switching personalities almost one at a time. Either it's a fight scene or a chase sequence or even like trying to like have a conversation. They would switch personalities very, very quick, you know. And I, what I've noticed from the show here, there's a lot of like deep exposition. Like there's all like sometimes it could be very confusing keeping up with two characters at the same time and then sometimes knowing like another character like knows the details to the next plot of the episode sometimes it's usually a side character or a current criminal that's like a henchman knows like like details it's, it's like you really have to pay attention a lot to the show so me and while mark uh, of course as steven and graham meets up with layla again and they go find like the egyptian god khan she tells him about his Backstory plan how he was selected as his avatar the moon knight they later go to this ancient Egyptian temple where they meet all the Egyptian gods with their chosen avatars as Khonshu warns him about Harrow's plan but Harrow successfully denies the accusation as he is lying to the gods so Spectre finds the sarcophagus of a medjay who knew the location of Ahmed's sarcophagus Harold wants to find uh, Ahmed again and wants to re resurrect this e evil Egyptian god and take over the world. Oh, Grant and assembles the some of those sarcophagus fragments just in time, and then there's this cool fight I had seen in with the the black market dealers with Layla and Mark working together, and Mark transform into Moon Knight himself. I mean, the fight scenes are very cool, but sometimes I always feel like Oscar Isaac playing as Moon Knight. He's ne I just feel like he's never in in the suit. It's always like a CGI high model of Moon Knight doing all all the fight scenes. Fight scenes. I mean, the costume looks great and all, but it just feels like so fake and out, out of touch like it's not really like him in the costume i mean there are some scenes where it's where his mask is ta taken off but we always wonder like is he we want to see the actor perform the stunts and the fight scenes with him i mean oscar isaac has done training with this but that's the only only like criticized part i have about that episode so that was the end of episode three, where Kaasha uses his powers to briefly turn back the night sky to correct the the actual coordinates on finding the ancient tomb, and somehow the the Egyptian gods did not like them, and they they imprisoned Kaasha for good. So Mark has just lost the powers of Moon Knight, and Mark Mark is still fighting his own consciousness as Stephen Grant, and does not like to be in the like, I don't know, Phantom Zone is what you call uh, all that, and takes back his personality. But even though Steven is a smart art guy who knows about Egyptian culture and history, who locates the ancient temple, leaving Grand Inspector's body, like, again, and just by themselves without our conscious help, and Layla trying to help them through the journey. So that was episode three. And as soon as we get to episode four, Things just get a little bit like too much exposition. That could be kind of a bit of a drag for the show. And it's very, very, very like slow paced. That kind of gets me out of, out of the show a bit. You know what I mean? So by episode four, Grant and Layla discovered Ahmed's tomb. 
and they go through this maze, they were able to find the tomb that Ahmet's last avatar, or the Egyptian god, was the tomb of Alexander the Great. He, he retrieves Ahmet's Usha habit from inside Alexander's body, but one of the big secrets revealed in that episode is that Layla was confronted by Harold, telling her that when Mark was in his mercenary days, he sort of killed Layla's father, who was also an archaeologist, and was trying to find those discoveries. Layla confronts him and thinking that uh, he killed her fa father. And Stephen, again, as his personality, doesn't know who he is and doesn't remember. Harold eventually comes into the temple and takes the scarab. Uh, shoots Stephen slash Mark, and they, he just suddenly just dies. And then by the end of episode four, or he wakes up in a mental hospital. And I just feel like by the end of episode four, it just goes into a complete direction, like a big like, whoa, what the fuck is this kind of like moment? You know, oh, I sometimes when episodes or in a movie when an intense scene just ha happens to go oh down like oh this oh shit's really about to out to go oh down where the characters are in a trouble place it just cuts to a next scene where it's in a complete different environment and situation and you're just like whoa what what is this what what just happened what's is the plot continuing like again and this is where it, it just took me out, out a bit by the end of episode Four. Episode four now goes into a complete different direction. So after Stephen and Mark somehow die, they end up like this other dimension, and and somehow the they're in a, in a psychiatric asylum. Their hospital. Oh, I mean the episode title is called "Oh the Asylum." Specter finds Grant in a separate body. So we see Mark Specter and Stephen Grant separated as two physical human beings things are now just wondering wait you're me and i'm you i'm you where, where are we and harrow's like somehow his alter ego and how he run, runs this asylum trying to like help mark with his personality problem and then they run into this egyptian hippopotamus god named tabari Again, sorry if I get at the name wrongs of it. And again, and that was at the end of episode four, transitioning to episode five. So, episode five is called Asylum, and this is where it becomes way too much exposition. Like I said, four, four, and three just started to drag the pace of it. Five get starts to drag, but it become it gives us a more like explicit backstory for the two the main characters himself on how Moon Knight becomes um the hero of the Avatar or Conchu. So the backstory is that uh, Mark when he was little he took his brother on like a like a cave search. They went inside this little like canyon canyon cave and somehow while it was raining it started to flood. They couldn't get out, out in time, but eventually Mark did, but he forgot to save his brother, and his brother ended up dying. It, it tore, like, his family apart, especially his mother, who became an alcoholic and blamed him for his death. Yes, he just became such, such a 
an abusive bitch, by the way. I, by the way, and then all throughout his childhood, she never forgave him. Mark got so upset that he ran and away from home. But during that time of his childhood, Mark was always like just scared from his mother. I mean, good thing is that his father was around. Uh, um, Mark developed this personality, Stephen Grant, from a movie poster, and he just somehow just clicked right right away as like a almost kind of a bit of a defense mechanism, as you say, hey, and, and then it comes to him being in the future to the present where his mother passes away. Hey, hey, Mark does not want to see her because after all the shit he's been in through with her and he just eventually clicks to Stephen Grant. Now, Stephen doesn't know that his so-called mother is dead because he just changes the personality saying no my mother calls me every day hey i mean keep in mind it's the, the two figures mark and specter are, are looking through each other's memories through the asylum doors it was it's like some projector that they all always look through their memories and steve even just realizes that his mother is mark's mother and they and she's been dead all these years it's like a personality switch that steven puts on and just pretends that She's still alive, and Stephen's living his life, living in London. It just it brings all the story into that, like you know, moment. And again, it just, the way they presented it, it just didn't deliver ever like a good setup. But it had, but it has like a good concept and how it shows who Mark and Stephen really are. Mark was born as himself. Oh, the the American Mark Spector. And Stephen Grant is just a personality memory that he just switches as, again, that's my only guess is a defense mechanism. So while they're in this asylum, they're on like this boat and they're sailing off to the scales of justice to determine whether they can enter the fields of reeds since the hippopotamus it again, sorry for the name, like, mispronunciation takes their hearts and puts them on the scale to see if it's balance or not so we're learning all this and we also get to see how mark becomes moon knight because again mark was a mercenary killed layla's father who was an archaeologist but it wasn't it wasn't him though it was actually his partner kills him on an expedition and it leads to a shootout mark was literally on the verge of dying with blood all over his hands and meets Conchu, the moon god uh, and tells him to, he can resurrect his life and become his avatar. And that's how he becomes Moon Knight. So it's a bit of an origin story on how a distraught mercenary with two personalities go from that to the Moon, moon Knight superhero, you know. So, so while they're on, on their way, hey, there's a little fight breaks out on the boat. And Mark somehow sta- saves Steve even from... Um, like these cannibal zombie likes, but Stephen gets off the boat, and the god, like the hippopotamus god, tells him that if you get off this boat, you'll be, fro- be frozen, like frozen to death, and you can't get out of it at all. Stephen somehow makes a sacrifice to save Mark from getting dragged out of the boat, and Stephen drops from it, and and like he becomes frozen, and Mark says, "No, we gotta go back. I have to save him. I can't live." live without him it was sort of like a metaphor on how mark is letting go of his like sort his imaginary personality his his own like imaginary friend and just saying goodbye to it it's a kind of bit emotional when you watch this episode uh, because you just feel bad for the guy 
uh, just for like what he went through and all, all and like you know he didn't ask to be a Moon Knight. It was sort of like he had no choice. Contra was like taking advantage to him, you know. So now we move on, on to the finale of the miniseries, episode six. Harold frees Ahmed with his disciples and kills the avatars of the Egyptian gods. Layla finds Khonshu's vessel and releases him. Spectre refuses to stay in the field of reeds on the ships and returns to Duat to rescue Grant. And somehow their heart starts to balance on the skill because Mark, again, he can't live with Stephen Grant as they've helped along through the journey through maybe good times and bad at times, and they're both both released, and they go in, in to save Layla and Kanshu and stop Harrow for good. So we get to this final climatic battle, and again, it's it's in Cairo on on the pyramids, and somehow I always felt the sets and like the whole whole like boat ride to it. It was all like CGI green screen of it, and it just feels fake sometimes with these green screen effects that they overused all the time in Marvel movies uh, and, and it just it just looks so distracting and looks fake they never use use that much practical effects it's like rare rarely like a few sometimes I mean that's just what I, I think hey so this fight I breaks out uh, Layla who again doesn't know that Mark is still alive somehow uh, makes a deal with the hippopotamus god and Contra that she will have to get powers to help Mark stop his fight with Harold. So Layla discovers that Ahmed can be defeated by multiple avatars if Layla and Moon Knight disarm them with their powers. So Layla all of a sudden becomes the avatar, I think, is the Scarlet Scarab. And she has like a cool Egyptian suit, by the way, but it's only like a temporary good. Hey, they fight Itaro and defeat all, all of his men. And the one cringe thing that I always saw, I just felt unnecessary, is when Layla saves this family with this little girl from a van blocking in their way. This is during the fight scene. She blocks the van, and the little girl is just all like, uh, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she's like, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. It just felt kind of forced because they always want on it like a representation moment of the scene. And I just felt uh, like, like you don't have to say, hey, it, like just be like, say, are you an Egyptian superhero? You know, you could have just, I, I just wish it would have been better if she just says, oh, wow, look at this. It's like you, you could have just say, hey, are you here to help us? And just say, sure, you don't have to be like specific. Big, you know, uh, that was so that was just a little bit for us, you know. So, oh, we go on to the fight scene, and the fight is pretty good. Uh, by the way, a Moon Knight switches to Mr. Knight as Stephen Grant, and then back to Moon Knight. And luckily, then we have like this big, huge, like kaiju battle between Kantru and Amit as like these huge Egyptian gods. And I don't know how the Cairo people are looking over at the pyramids because there's like these, it's almost like a Power Rangers like Megazord fight. Kantru is kicking Amit and then Amit is kicking Kantru's ass. And it's, uh, it's like blown CGI, but I was just like, how are they not? The people not evacuating and the pyramids are already destroyed. It it, it, it just felt it just felt silly to me. So Moon Knight and the Scarlet Scarab Layla uh kicks Harrow's ass. Contra defeats Amit Amit and imprisons Amit. And while Contra was telling Mark to execute him, Mark refuses. Contra believes villains should be. 
taken with vengeance and executed, and Mark refuses and tells Contra to release both Mark Spector himself and Stephen Grant and like out out of their personalities and release him from his services. Contra agree. He's Layla probably is separated too. Probably is never is never gonna see Mark Mark again. And then there's like this weird weird a- ending where now somehow Harrow is the patient at the asylum hospital and is taken away. A and this is like the end of episode six. And there's like a mid credit scenes where Harrow gets into this limo out of this asylum. Now I don't know if this is the the dream asylum consciousness world like it was from episode five or it's cut back to the present of the real world. So we get it's in and Conchu is in the limo, kills him off by the driver, which is Jake Lockley. And somehow it just feels like a plot hole. Uh, like, who is this Jake Lockley character? I'm just going to assume it's probably like it's Mark Spector's body somehow creates a third personality which is jake lockley and he still is conscious avatar so it's like i don't know if mark and steven are separate now and there's another physical figure of mark and it's jake lockley it just felt like a ambiguous plot hole that leads to the ending of the series so my final thoughts on this show it's kind of bewildering slow pace sometimes on the plot with so much exposition having to be explained to you. And it could be just drags on. This is how that plot makes sense. And this is how this character makes sense. And how that's that's a key part on what they're going to find. Or what they're to be expected. And somehow the fight sequences. Again they're cool. But Moon Knight is somehow looks like a replicated like digitalized like character for the fight scenes. Like it's not really Oscar Isaac and the and the costume during the fight I scene it just feels all like CGI during the fight scenes and I just wish it, it, it looked the choreography could be a little bit realistic so my final grading for this I'm gonna give Moon Knight the miniseries a three out of five G stars so there you have it guys that is my spoiler review for Moon Knight and and if you like the show then good for you if you don't like the show uh, then you don't have to keep watching it. I go- sort of got tired from uh, the show during episode three and four or a bit, and then five tried to get me back into the show, and then six was like, okay, well that was kind of like long but short or at the same time, you know. Uh, but overall, all oh, it's a, it's a decent show. If you guys want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus, so go check it out. So keep on listening to the show of of my podcast. And hope to listen, like, if you guys ever get the chance to listen in on more episodes coming soon. And, yeah, just don't forget to follow all of me on Facebook. Check out my business page, Gabriel's Flick Experience. Look on my Anchor website. Follow me on Spotify. You can comment on Spotify on the app or answer any of my questions from my last episodes from Season 1 and 2. And, yeah, just keep on listening to the show. So, this is Gabriel, the host man, saying... Good night, everyone.